Welcome back to another episode of the Get Back Coach presented by Apollo Media and another Coach Bites the Dust. This time, Jeff Scott out of South Florida. Another one where this probably should have happened earlier. Um, Jeff Scott went four of 26 during his time at South Florida, only beating one FBS opponent, and that was Temple. All the rest, I believe, was the Citadel, Howard, and there was someone else sprinkled in there that I cannot think of. But anyway, only one FBS win. Um, it, bound to happen. Uh, Jay, who do you think can potentially take this spot? Yeah, I mean, I don't know who uh, who South Florida is going to go after. Uh, you know, American is probably still one of the stronger group of five conferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even with the, the loss of, of Central Florida and Cincinnati and Houston uh, to the Big 12 coming up, uh, you still have teams like Tulane in there that's pretty, pretty solid. Uh, ECU has been good this year, so it's still a good conference, but I'm not sure who USF is going to try to target. Uh, I think maybe you go for a a Power 5 coordinator, somebody like that, uh, to try to bring into the program to, to get that ship righted in Tampa. Yeah, I don't know. It's Again, uh, I've been seeing a lot of Dion, um, and that'll give you a spark. Um, I said a bunch. I'm, I don't Dion is a great X's and O's guy. He's going to be a good recruiter, and I think he's going to give you a set um, football program. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't see Frost. Dion leaving for for a South Florida though. You think he'd leave? For it would be interesting, like, you know, Scott Frost Georgia having Tech? success at Central Florida, mm-hmm. uh, and and going to to South Florida would be would yeah. be pretty funny. Yeah, Scott Frost maybe. Uh, I've been seeing a lot I mean, of Tom honestly, Herman. Yeah, and I tell you what, a guy that I think would do well at the group of five level who hasn't done well in his first Power 5 job, uh, and he's still there right now, but may end up being a good fit, good fit down in South Florida would be Neil Brown. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a really good thought, that Neil Brown gets fired from West Virginia, which it, I'm surprised it didn't happen today. Um, a lot of signs are pointing that he was going to fired, and, and we've talked about that and that, about that situation and, and what my thoughts are on that situation. That uh, I think he's um, scapegoated there. Uh, things need to change, but again, I don't think they were solely on Neil Brown's shoulders. But I do think Neil Brown would do well at South Florida. Um, I do believe him as a program builder. I'm hoping against very selfishly. And I don't think he'd take it because I think he'd want to take a bigger job if he keeps doing well. But Manny Diaz, I hope not. Because right now I'm I'm starting to believe in the Manny Diaz defense (laughs) a little more than I was in the beginning. Um, I think that happens, but I think that's a name to kind of just um, take a look at. But I don't know. It's Scott, uh, Scott, Jeff Scott for Scott Frost. Um, you know, Scott Frost uh, turns around Central Florida. Can he turn around South Florida? Um, I don't know. I think there's, these are all things that are going to be a little more clear in a probably about the end of November. So about at the end of the month, we should have a pretty good idea who they're going to be going after. Um, now let's get into 
a, a more fun topic. Um, for those of you following us on social media, um, it was well documented that it was my first trip to College Station, and Jay was a fantastic host. The people, I will say this, the people of Aggieland, I have to tip my hat because every single person that I met thanked me for being there, asked if I was having a good time, also said good things about Penn State that also uh, um, kind of put my ego, you know, uh, kind of boosted me up a little bit that they were all. <laughs> I think, I think just about this. every person asked you about the, uh, the whiteout yeah, <laughs> or said something say, every, about the whiteout, every single person. So that was really nice. Um, so yeah. Um, first, so let's just kind of go through our, our little trip here, a synopsis. Um, Jay picks me up at the airport. We go to Fiji's barbecue, Fiji's, Fiji's, barbecue. Fiji's barbecue in Houston. And it is amazing. Uh, Texas, you want to talk about Texas barbecue, then barbecue different in Texas. And that did not disappoint. And it's the kickoff for the entire trip. Um, And then we stop at the gas station Taj Mahal, the Disneyland of gas stations. Bucky, so good that I bought a a shirt. (laughs) Um, and let me tell you something about Bucky's. Okay. For all my Northern people that listen to this show, which I know is a, a decent amount. If you took Wawa, all right. And quadrupled its size, probably even more. And then that Wawa had a, a baby with a cracker barrel gift shop you would get buckies and it is amazing the one tweet jay that i think is really funny the it's it's the video of me walking into bucky saying how magical it is and that uh the person imagined you as willy wonka singing pure imagination come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. <laughs> that is that is exactly uh, how how it went down. Um, also, what was the Dan- the the little Danish thing we got on the way? Uh, back? The kolache. It was your kolache, your first kolache. Yes. Now again, uh, we have Danishes like that up north, but they're not. They're a little harder. They're um, more more pastry, more like a turnover type of crust where that was very soft um very nice Lo- yeah kolache kolache dough is delicious so we got you the uh strawberry and cream cheese kolache right Ama- absolutely amazing so then we go to um get to our hotel which uh, nice beautiful hotel jay came in clutch with that with his points um, shout out shout out to marriott bonvoy no no free ads but uh it, it worked out pretty well <laughs> yeah um and then we go to uh, we go to Northgate, and if um, all the tech, the people not from Texas A&M, if you don't know what Northgate is, Northgate is like two blocks of bars in College Station, and it it was absolutely amazing. The Dixie Chicken is one of the best, I think, 
college staple bars I've ever been in. They have a live rattlesnake cooped up there. Um, and then you got the pool tables. It's just a fantastic, a fantastic vibe. And then again, the people who not who weren't keeping up on social, Jay takes me on a smorgasbord of of all of the different bars. We pretty much went to what about ten bars in at Northgate. I I think we hit nine or ten. Uh... So I'll I'll run down the the list of what okay, what yes, the ringer was that we put down you through. For the people here. Yeah. So so we started off at the chicken, uh, where right. the order was a pitcher of Lone Star, uh, mm-hmm. your first Lone Star beer. We did pregame by having one Shiner, another Texas beer before going you had out. To. I mean, you had to had to have one. Uh, but yeah, the pitcher at the Dixie Chicken. From the Dixie Chicken, we walk over to uh, to Logies. Uh, mm-hmm. We got uh, chuggers, a the beer there, mm-hmm. which are kind of like big, thirty-two ounce, I guess, oh, is the measurement. They're big, mm-hmm. big chuggers, big, big mugs. Uh, from Logies, we go to Mamasaki, where we got uh, a Sunrise, which is a specialty sake bomb in College Station. Uh, from Mamasaki, we go to Cedar Lane, which is a favorite haunt of mine. And we get the uh, the wake me up, which is a Red Bull with a hole poked in it. Uh, some of the liquor is dumped out, and then you uh, fill it, or some of the Red Bull is dumped out. You fill it up with a little bit of liquor, and then you shotgun the Red Bull uh, like you're shotgunning a beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got Jake one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we went to I believe Dudley's Draw next to get the breakfast shot, which yes. they serve. It's a uh, whiskey orange juice and a slice of bacon and this was the point i was like <laughs> this is the point where i was like this is i'm, I'm not i'm not coming back from this like this is no. the point where i was like tomorrow is going to be very interesting um, yeah. so anyway continue so from uh dudley's draw we did spend a little bit of time just kind of hanging out there because i wanted to punch the punching machine because i'm yes. like a moth to flame with those things uh, if i see one i have to hit it uh, nine thirty, some right. So nine forty six was the best one I got on that one. Uh, yeah. And then we went to Dry Bean and got a shot there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. The name of which we will not repeat on the podcast. No. Uh, then we went to Tipsy Turtle, and the the key shot at the Tipsy Turtle is a pickle shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, neither one of us likes pickles, no. so instead of getting a pickle shot. Uh, we opted for Rumplements at Tipsy Turtle, which which probably wasn't good. It, the pickle you know, shot would probably have been better. For well, a pickle shot, our, usually isn't one hundred proof for sure. Yeah, exactly. But uh, uh, if, we, if we had <laughs> if we had to go in a different direction, I was glad we went um, we went harder. Yeah, and then from uh, then from Tipsy Turtle, we go down to Paddock Lane, get a fish bowl, uh, yep. watermelon fish bowl. Uh, which we know, split, uh, by the way. Which we we did we split, split that. We were we, we were responsible. We didn't exactly get one for ourselves. Yes, uh, we probably were. were uh, a lot of people were kind of looking at us a little bit, but hey, that's okay. I mean, we we, we were chugging it pretty good though. We were. So it's like we all right. Yeah. Uh, then we went down to Chimmy's uh, and got Dr Pepper shootouts, uh, which is basically you you chug a, a Dr Pepper flavored shot. Uh, but it's like, it's like a full cup. It's like, it's like a full 12 ounce, like a beer. 
Yeah. Uh, and they put three straws on it so you can drink it even faster than you normally would be able to. Uh, and it's kind of a race to the bottom, uh, quite literally in some cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then after that, we uh, made our way to Rebels and had a couple Crawford bucks to, to close out the night. Yes. Uh, I like uh, Rebels. I like Rebels. It's, I feel it's like a good that was spot. A very, I feel like that's a nice place to end your night, too. A little outdoor seating. It, it's not as crazy. Um, I, I enjoy Rebels. Yeah, and it, it's got a lot of beer on tap. It's definitely more of the beer bar than the shop bar. Right. I uh, ran into my buddy Cole Partman uh, from Leroy and Lewis. Great seeing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously another speaking of Texas barbecue, I had to give him a shout out, but, uh, it was, it was nice to see y'all two interact as two dolphins fans. Uh, yeah, man. Yep. But yeah, so it was, uh, it was a rough, uh, wake up call the next morning, I think. Yeah, it, it definitely was. But listen, we were there. Um, it, it, it's, it's crazy because I haven't, um, I haven't put out all the pictures yet on Instagram. I just have not got time to do that yeah i'll probably have tomorrow at some point um or actually today because it's going to be coming out uh on tuesday um so we get there now granted the sun is still down okay sun's still down um we walk yeah, we, around so we we left uh, the hotel at yeah. like 6 30 i think uh so we were we were at aggie park by 6 45 mm-hmm. and i just want to kind of paint a picture for people that um aren't familiar so aggie park is is kind of like a it's kind of like the again i'm not comparing it to this but just how kind of i think of it it's kind of like a grove type setup um at like old miss where people drop their stuff off and then park somewhere else um i think uh south carolina is something similar to this um they have a little park i think gamecock park um but I, i will say and i know we were more than aggie park um, and you even said this to me that the tailgate—it's not a huge tailgate scene, but I, it did—it it, was—it was fun. I will say that yeah. it's a nice—it's a nice, cool little tailgate scene. Um, you and I were watching the people set up their tents. Um, I want to paint again, paint a picture for everyone listening at home. Uh, Jay and I found a little table with two chairs, and we were sitting there, watched the sunrise, had a had a couple two tree. Uh, to start off our morning, uh, saw some people that uh, Jay knew. Always nice to see uh, Jay in his in his element, and uh, had a nice little had a nice little uh, tailgate there. And we got some of those tacos, which were oh my god! I will the best tacos I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, uh, yeah, so until the, the... Un- until the next day, which we'll get to, but. <laughs> Anyway, so the uh, yeah. uh, the tacos that we had, we had a couple breakfast tacos. Uh, so Aggie Park does this cool thing where they bring food trucks in, uh, and one of the one of the trucks that came in over there was uh, Tacaria Pro uh, Potosina, which was, I mean, I've had it two weeks in a row now. Uh, had like lunch tacos last time there. Uh, whenever I was there for the Ole Miss game, which was a night kick. Uh, this time it was breakfast tacos. We got a chorizo and egg taco and a bacon and egg taco. And uh, both of them were, were pretty good. Amazing. The chorizo had a little bit of a kick, but, man, it was good. <laughs> um, and at that point, we um, we went to the Memorial. Uh, uh, so the Memorial Student yeah. Center, the MSC. The Memorial Student Center, which, um, again, more student center, but uh, a little bit more somber. They have a 
a portion of uh, um, the student center dedicated to fallen Aggies um, overseas, which um, I think is a must just to kind of reemphasize that uh, Texas A&M is, um, has a very strong connection with the military. And if, I mean, if you get to the pregame, when we get to the pregame portion, uh, that is definitely evident. Um, and then also uh, a little outside the stadium, uh, all of the Rev- uh, what's the mascots? Reveille. Yeah, Reveille. Uh, Reveille, the Reveille they graveyard. Have, they have the Reveille <laughs> graveyard where they bury all the Revelees. Um, and then uh, Jay gets us into the Letterman's Club, where I was among the elites of Texas A and M, which was very nice. Um, got sideline passes. I'm uh, for the pregame. Another cool thing. I met Lovey Smith. We met Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith yeah. just hanging out uh, after the uh, after his team loses to the Eagles. Uh, Lovey Smith's hanging out at College Station. Asked him for a picture. He uh, he said yes, which I was glad. I don't think he was too thrilled about me asking him for a picture, bothering his day. But he did say yes, and he did <laughs> smile for the picture. So I guess that's all that matters. Um, I mean, the worst you can say is no, right? Exactly. Um, but. So we're on the sideline, and all of the different, uh, what would it be, regimens? All of the different... Um, the, companies, uh, the companies for the, yeah. for the uh, Corps of Cadets. Yes, and uh, you know all the students with the Corps of Cadets, and then the alumni were all marching in. They would do a lap around the stadium and go out. And I, I'm trying to think. It went on for like 40 minutes, I want to say, maybe 30 minutes. Yeah, we we were kind of uh, kind of trapped in there, and I, I was yeah. talking with uh, Mikado Henson yes. about uh, awesome about guy, the boxing him. a little bit. I know, uh, but, awesome guy. But yeah, it was a uh, it was a cool. I'm glad you got to got to see that. Uh, I know, you know, there, there's the cult aspect of A and M, but I mean, I still love that place. You no, know, it's I mean, it's great. I mean, a place with that much tradition. Um, and then we go up to our seats, and Jay pulls a uh, pulls a, a very nice fast or a very nice fast one on me that uh, we got uh, not tech, it's uh, what is it Letterman box seats? So there's it's the, the zone, zone club, zone club. the zone club, yeah. yeah. So we were in the zone club, which uh, better concessions. Um, you know, shorter lines for things, better bathrooms, the whole nine. Um, and we sat up there in, in the end zone area. Great, you know, great seats. And I, I, I was trying to explain this to Penn State people because they all ask me. They said, you know, how was the atmosphere? And I did say, I was like, I said, you got to understand that, like, A&M is not in a great place right now. It was a 11 a.m. kick their, their time. They have 20 guys out. A lot of starters, not big vibes going into this game, okay? And it was still an awesome environment. And what I told the other Penn State fans when they told me to compare it to their stadium is that when A&M does their chance, um, whenever the whenever they do their yeah. chance, the, like the, all of them, it is loud. Every single person isn't just saying the chant is screaming the chant and and then when you do the 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 song the horns yep the, song varsity's horns off yeah song saw, uh, saw aggie war him yes yeah. um that is probably one of the closest things i've been to 
that is like a European soccer match. Just how everyone is singing, everyone is swaying back and forth. I mean, a great environment. I mean, if if AM had a better record or if the vibes were better, I can see that. I mean, I can easily see that being one of the toughest places to play um, in college football. Now, I will say, I will say, Beaver Stadium, again, vibes are better right now. So right now, Beaver has an edge. But if A&M is locked in at like 7-2 and two or whatever, I could see both of those stadiums being just as loud as each other. And I told you this, Jay, I've been to a lot of different stadiums with a bunch a bunch of different stadiums, a bunch of different atmospheres. That is the first time I walked into a place and said, this place rivals Beaver Stadium. The first time ever. And I've been to Michigan, Granite, Clemson. When I went to Clemson, the game wasn't that good. But I've been to Clemson. I've been to Notre Dame at in, at night. Um, I just just at NC State this year, West Virginia. I've been to a bunch. And that was the first time Beavers, I could actually walk in and say, Beavers, this place rivals Beaver Stadium. That's how loud and that's how awesome that atmosphere is. Yeah, and I'm glad you get to witness some of the yells. I know uh, you're mm-hmm. kind of asking what was going on with that, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, it definitely is cool to just kind of have that all in unison. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a it's a unique feeling. I think that's part of what makes A and M so intimidating to play at sometimes. Oh yeah. And again, I, I wish it would have been a night game. I wish A and M would be having a better season, but uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I still think it was a a good. Maybe not great, but a good crowd for you to to come to for your first Cowfield game. Oh, it was. Like, listen, it didn't disappoint. And, like, again, I can kind of put that into perspective that, hey, A&M's down. I know how how it's like when Beaver Stadium's a bit down and they're not playing a a team that, again, I know it's Florida, but, like, not playing a premier opponent at that time and it's at noon – um, I know how that place is. It gets good, but it doesn't get to that second level. But no, A and M, you, you, awesome atmosphere. I was really impressed. And like I said, everyone I met was awesome. Every single person I met was absolutely great. Um, and then we kind of took it easy that night. Yeah. I took it easy that night. <laughs> well, you didn't, get to see, you didn't get to see the band too. I, I do want to make sure the band gets a shout out. Oh, that's because the A and M A and M people will get mad at me if I don't say something about the yes. band. Yes. So that, that's the other thing that was really impressive. So, again, comparing it with PSU, is Penn State, the band does their whole routine before the game, and then they line up so the players come out. So it's like to see the band at Penn State, you got to get in like 30 minutes before kickoff, okay? And that's a really cool thing. That's like a spectacle in itself. You know, A&M, people weren't going to the concession stand at halftime. People stayed to watch the band, and it was really cool. Like the formation and everything, the the, the spins, like the tight spins that they do. Um, you were talking about the tuba guys, how they spin. Yeah, the tuba pivot. <laughs> the tuba pivot, like the pivots, really cool, really cool stuff. And that's all at halftime. And everyone stood for the entire time. Everyone stood and watched the band. I thought that was really impressive. Because usually, you know, halftime, it's like, yeah, halftime, it, it, that's the time I, I, I go take a leak and, you know, I, I go grab a, a, a beverage and a hot dog. But everyone was standing watching. It's very much ingrained um, in the culture 
of a and I thought that was pretty sweet. Um, and then, yeah, took it a little easy. Took it a little easy uh, that night. Watched some football. I watched uh, Philadelphia lose two champions one day. Um, but we don't have to talk about that. And <laughs> I mean, to then, be fair, that Union-LA game was, was an all-timer. It's a Philly team choke at the end. It just, it just, it's, we are what we are. Um, and then Sunday morning, I have a flight. Uh, I wake up at like 6 a.m. And I wake up to Jay saying, Hey, I'm going to get, I'm going to get tacos. You want some? And I said, Uh, yes, yes, I would like some tacos. And Jay comes back from Fuego, right? Correct. Jay comes back from Fuego with, Four hot tacos, not not for him. Four tacos for me. He also got himself four, and just we just had a smorgasbord of tacos for lunch. Some breakfast tacos, some regular tacos, and it was like a it was here. Try try a couple from each, and again, absolutely, absolutely amazing. The the what was the one with the potato one? Uh, I think it was the Fuego Deluxe. Fuego Deluxe. Yes, the Fuego Deluxe. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, the the egg taco, also really good, but the Fuego Deluxe was great. I'm telling you, I had two of the best tacos I've ever had in my entire life. I've ever had. And I can I can honestly say that. Those were the two of the best tacos I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, and um, we, we didn't even get into the super authentic stuff, so we're gonna have to have you no, back down exactly. for a full taco hunt. Oh my god, it's it's, good. it's great! I absolutely loved it. Would definitely listen if if you're ever on the fence about going to Texas A and M. Like, yeah, should I make the drive? Should I try? You go 100. It's worth it. The college station in itself is great. The atmosphere is great. It, it is. It needs to be on everyone's bucket list for college football. If you're already thinking about it, it might be. It is. You need to go. There we go. So there, and, right there, that's a northerner. <laughs> and you got a pretty good itinerary if you listen to us. I mean, you you yeah. know exactly what to hit. Exactly. Exactly. And and in about uh, maybe Wednesday, so probably tomorrow, I should have a blog out that'll come out on Apollo, uh, Apollo Media, uh, basically describing our guide, and it'll probably be. I think it's going to be a common thing. I'm going to do a college football survival guide. It'll be like College Station edition, uh, edition or Texas A&M edition, just kind of saying uh, what I did in my trip and what you should do. So, I'll definitely be texting you for for uh, for tips as well, since you are the specialist, but. But yeah, great day in College Station. Um, now let's let's get into some other games here. Um, Jay, so we're gonna start off in Saturday. We're gonna start off in uh, an- another one of your adoptive adoptive teams. Um, Northwestern keeps it close with Ohio State. Ohio State wins twenty one seven. A windy, rainy environment in Evanston. Uh, what do you make of this? Uh, I, I wouldn't make too much of it, honestly. I think the wind had a lot to do with it. I think it was just kind of one of those games where Ohio State had to be conservative. Uh, you know, Northwestern jumps out to an early lead, 7 nothing. Uh, Ohio State kind of has to rally, but, uh, you know, there were some injuries they were dealing with, and like you said, I mean, you told me going into this weekend, the whole Big Ten was playing in a wind tunnel. 
Yeah. So it was going to be a, a factor for a team that likes to throw the ball around a lot. And, you know, I think Ohio State just decided to, to play it a little bit safe, conservative, and, and get out of Evanston with a win. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, Ev- Northwest scores early. Ohio State gets their group back. Listen, this has happened before. Uh, I believe uh, with the Troy Smith era team in Ohio State, they had a game very similar to this in Northwestern, and I believe it was 2006. Um, in 2018, Maryland, Ohio State struggled with Maryland. Um, wins right at the end. And, again, that team, really good, uh, beats Michigan. Uh, by a hefty amount that year, if I remember correctly. So yeah, I, I don't. I don't look too far into this. Um, House, they'll be fine. They have Indiana next. Indiana is not good. Oh my. Um, actually, speaking of that, I know that's not on our itinerary, but Jay, I'm gonna say something, and I, I don't want to offend who's your friends that are listening, but um, I think you have to fire Tom Allen. Uh, and listen, I know, I know that, listen, 2020 was amazing. It was a great year for them. They are so bad. And that entire team is gone. They start 11, 11. Their entire defense is seniors. They're all gone. So... This is going to get worse. And I just don't think – I think you're going to be bad again next year. And so here's the thing. Here's the thought process. Okay, and Jay, if you think I'm wrong, tell me. But if you're saying we're going to give Tom Allen another year to, like, right the ship and get to six wins to get back to a bowl game, you might as well fire him this year because it's not happening next year. But if you're accepting that, hey, next year's going to be bad too, but let's give let's give Tom a little bit. Maybe he can build the team up again. Fine, but they are so bad right now. The, that, the only thing I would say is uh, the transfer portal changes that a little bit. True. It does. It does. But, I mean, I just don't. This team is bad. Like, they got pushed around. Penn State had four starting offensive linemen out. Four. They only had one starter on the offensive line. Uh, on a team that isn't known for good offensive lines. And Penn State just mauled them up front. Absolutely mauled them. Their defensive line doesn't have a lot of senior dudes on it. And they ripped to shreds. Um, that Indiana offensive line and Penn State just killed them in the trenches. Uh, they, they beat them in the skills. It, it was it was a I don't know. I just Tom Allen. I, I I honest and I hate getting rid of coaches after a few bad years, but I just think if you're going to give Tom Allen another year, you're delaying the inevitable. If if you think Tom Allen's the guy, you have to be like, hey. We got to stick with him for at least three years because it's going to get worse next year. Uh, but again, yeah. like you said, transfer portal, they might be able to pick up a couple pieces. We'll see. Um, who knows? Who knows? Um, let's, you know what? Let's keep it in the Big Ten here. Let's keep it in the Big Ten. Um, Michigan State, after one a, a very chaotic week, 
suspensions and everything. They beat Illinois. They beat Illinois. Um, listen, it, I, I don't know. I think Illinois was due. Illinois was due for a bad game. And I also believe if you can limit Illinois offensively, you're going to have a, a good shot to beat them. And another thing, Illinois doesn't throw the football. No. What's Michigan But you would think that would favor them in the, in a week State. like this where no 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 in a week like this where the wind oh. Yes, true. I don't know if it was that bad in Champaign to be honest. Um but the thing is Michigan State's pass defense is very bad. Yeah. It, it's not good in Illinois. I think they just stay with their game plan and I think it played right into the favor of Michigan State. And listen, Michigan State's offense has some weapons. Okay? Thorne, Reed, they got guys, okay, that have some dudes there that, that can make some plays. So I'm a, I'm surprised just because of all the distractions and the chaos, but sometimes that brings the team closer together. So I'm interested to see what happens with Michigan State going forward. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Who do they have? They might be on a bye this week, to be honest with you. Mm, I think they are. Nope. Michigan, no, Michigan State plays Rutgers. So, I mean, this right here, let me check the line really quick because I know it's not it. Michigan State's a 10-point favorite. So, yeah, I think I think this is this is going to be good for Michigan State to kind of get some momentum going. They get um, Rutgers and in Indiana, uh, the next two contests. So Rutgers, Indiana, and then Penn State. Yep. The uh, you know the what? Land that's the, trophy for the Lang. Oh, I can't wait. Um, that's the thing. Penn Penn State. I mean, they got to take care of business against Maryland. We're going to talk about that later on. But you know, both teams can be right in winning streaks. Michigan State's going to start feeling pretty good about themselves. Um, kind of riding the ship and everything. So we'll have to see how that all turns out. Um, let's go to the SEC. All is right in the world, Jay. <laughs> All is right in the world. Tennessee gets smacked back to earth by Georgia. It's just so good. It's, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, they're probably still going to be in the top four for the college football play, but that's okay. They're no longer number one. It's, it's so good. It, it feels like it feels like nineteen ninety-eight. Woohoo! Yeah, well, calm yourselves, everybody. Calm <laughs> yourselves. Um, Georgia beats them every every single facet of the game. Um, listen, Georgia's Georgia. Uh, every team this year has shown weakness, but uh, Georgia showed up and again wins this game in the trenches. And Georgia won the explosive plays. They got four. I want to say four or five explosive plays and yeah. kept Tennessee's offense in check. And again, I think Georgia only scored what 27 points, you know, right, right there. That kind of tells you like that. Hey, you know, what happened to, what happened to their offense? But no, yeah, there was a little bit of weather down there. A little bit. Yes. Uh, there was a little bit of rain, so mm-hmm. that can have a factor, but. I mean, still hats off to Georgia. Kirby Smart came in there with a great game plan, and they they executed for sure. Mm-hmm. Held Hooker to, to under 200 yards passing, and that's that's, uh, that's, that's going to get you a win. 
That's yeah. how you beat Tennessee because they're going to give up some points. There are. Um, let's move off to the ACC. Um, UNC survives Virginia. Virginia was winning this game. And then UNC uh, comes back towards the end and wins. I'm going to say it. North Carolina is the worst one-loss team in the country. Like, <laughs> this team is just – I know they're finding ways – They're fine, but, but, Jake, they're finding ways to – I understand that. But, like, this offense is bad. They should have lost to App State. And, I, again, transitive property, transitive property does not work. Well, okay. I don't think the offense is bad at North Carolina. I think the defense is, is really bad, though. No, the defense is really bad. It is. It is. It is. The bad. offense but, of Drake May is, is capable of scoring but, quite but a bit. I'm going to ask you this, though. What are – I mean, are are the defenses – are the defenses in the ACC besides Clemson – I mean, are they that good? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think this North Carolina. I think NC State's. I think NC State at the end of the season will be a test for North Carolina because I think NC State's defense is pretty solid. I I agree with that, but like, look at some of these wins. I mean, um, I mean, again, App State where they should have lost, they gave up 61 points and still won. Georgia's again, their offense is scoring more, but like, Notre Dame, they gave up 45 to Notre Dame. 45 points to Notre Dame. Again, if they scored 32, um, and I think Notre Dame's defense is solid, so putting up 32 is is, is good. Um, Virginia Tech's defense offense is god-awful. You know, they beat Miami. Um, Duke. Even A&M did that. Yeah, like Duke. um, (laughs) Again, Duke's having a good year, but it's Duke. You gave up 38 to Duke. Um. Uh, you, it's gonna be know. it's gonna be a shootout though in this uh, Wake Forest game coming up though, so we have that to look forward to. Yes, and again, North Carolina play Wake Forest and NC State, so two big tests for them. I, I don't see them winning out. I don't. They're gonna lose one of those two games because I think NC State's starting to figure it out a little bit. With, and and Georgia Tech's trying to get bowl eligible. Georgia, just oh, just wait. Just wait, because I have a Georgia take, Georgia Tech take towards the end of this here. NC State, <laughs> all right, and this is a good segue because NC State beats Wake Forest 30-21. MJ Morris might be the new star in Raleigh. Devin Leary is out. NC State is kind of starting to figure it out. And, and listen, guys, this is an NC State team that had you know real big high, high hopes to start this year to try and win the end, win the, the ACC. I was a person that was saying everyone's kind of like, oh, like they're not meeting expectations, which, yeah, I I guess is correct. All right. But also look at them. They're they're sitting at two losses only. So, I mean, is it that? I mean, can NC State be that angry right now? I mean, they're sitting at seven and two. Their loss is a 10-point loss to Georgia. Yeah, and they got smoked against Syracuse, and that was the first game without Devin Leary. Yeah. I I say if, if they would have played NC State, or NC State played Syracuse next week, I think NC State has a better chance right now. I agree. 
I think NC State is getting their swagger back. Listen, they almost blew a game against Virginia Tech, but that Wake Forest that that's a big that's a big win for them. Um, and no, I I, I do think um, I think do think NC State figuring out again their defense has kept them in the season, um, which I think is huge. And I think in the ACC that's kind of a lost art with a lot of these teams. Um, Clemson. Clemson, Clemson, Clemson got uh, beat pretty handily by Notre Dame uh, in South Bend. Uh, you start the scoring off with a with a blocked punt for the Irish, and it was uh, it was pretty much on from there. I mean, uh, you know, twenty eight nothing in the fourth quarter. Clemson's able to get a couple touchdowns, but I mean, Notre Dame pretty much controlled this start to finish. Yeah, um, and again, looking at that line. Notre Dame was favored by three or sorry, uh, a three point dog. What you kidding me? All the people putting money on Clemson, which I, you know, I've been saying, you know, put money on Clemson to start this year, but that line with how bad, I mean, how, how Notre Dame is perceived as bad this year. I think it was a perfect upset special right there. Um, Notre Dame, I think is Marcus Freeman. Things are going to be okay. I don't know where in order Notre Dame is going to be next year, but you're you're in decent hands, I think, with Marcus Freeman, or at least just give him a chance. Let's just see. Uh, this whole Marcus Freeman's over his head again. The hyperbole is out of control with that. Um, they just went through a major coaching change. Um, Notre Dame will be okay. Notre Dame will be okay. Yeah, it's uh, and again, I mean, I was kind of waiting for Clemson to slip up just because they played a lot of people close this year mm-hmm. that maybe they shouldn't have. Uh, mm-hmm. It was one of those deals where it just felt like this was coming and Notre Dame seemed like the perfect, I mean, I was on Notre Dame money line and you know, it, it, it's, it's just kind of one of those games that felt right for a loss for Clemson. And, oh yeah. You know, they'll be fine. They'll probably still win the ACC, but uh, not a conference loss. They are, they are going to need some help to get in the playoff. I think at this stage. Yeah, they are. Um, they it, they're going to need a little bit of help, which I don't know where it's going to come from. But um, absolutely lost. Suck it, Dabo. All right. <laughs> um, Kansas might be back, and again, the difference a quarterback makes. Um, Kansas is back, and what is going on in Stillwater? Yeah. What happened? So, uh, well, I mean, Sling Bean had a good performance, but it was really. Uh, the the rushing defense. I mean, you know, Devin Neal has 224 yards rushing mm. for for Kansas, and you know, I don't think having Spencer Sanders back is going to fix that rushing defense. No. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> I made the joke that Mike Gundy was uh, doing his part to squash the the Gundy to Auburn rumors. Uh, yeah, by, by just kind of completely imploding there at the at the midway point of the season for Oklahoma State, but uh, yeah, I mean Kansas is a good team. We've talked about it. Uh, they're not great, but they're scrappy. I mean they've they've played everybody at least tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some of the games got a little bit more out of hand than others, but they've played everybody at least tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that uh, I mean when when Daniels gets back, they're going to just be even better. Which he's uh, close to being back. Yeah, but the, like again, a lot of people would be happy to have, have Jason Bean as their backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, big uh, 
Big win for the Jayhawks. They got the bowl eligibility. They rushed the yep. field through the uh, the goalpost there in the uh, in the lake, and it's just uh, it's a good time in Lawrence. Yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. This stretch is gonna be tough for them. They got to go to Lubbock, and then Texas, and then Kansas State. So those are gonna be three really tough games. But Kansas is gonna be bowling um, again. If Daniels comes back, I think that's huge for them. Um, Again, uh, TCU, Oklahoma, Baylor, those are games, man, that with Daniels, they, they have potential to winning all of those games. Um, it's a shame, but, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, you got, you got to play defense as well. But Kansas, definitely looking up. Lance Leipold looking like a fantastic hire for the Jayhawks. They didn't. Here, here's the flip side of that. Mm-hmm. So they're sitting at 3-3 three and three in conference. They have Kansas State and Texas ahead of them. TCU is probably going to be the top of the conference, but absolutely, Kansas. You know, there's there's an outside chance that we get to the end of the season, and Kansas and Kansas State are playing for that last uh, Big Twelve championship spot to see who meets TCU. There's a chance, Depend, depending on how things go. Absolutely, yeah. with three losses. I mean, you'd have to win out to be Kansas, but it, again, that's going to be t- real tough to do. Um, okay. And then the the game everyone's talking about LSU beats Alabama, going for two, going for two in overtime. Um, Jay, Brian Kelly, he he's just not a cultural fit. Remember that narrative? <laughs> Hang on. So I, I, I mean, wanna... I'll I'll be honest with you. I was you know, I was reticent to about the cultural fit aspect of it. I was one of the people that was like, you know. I know Brian Kelly's a good coach. We'll see. I was a little bit hesitant. I mean, I thought he was going to be successful just because I think anybody can be successful at LSU, but I was still one of those people that was questioning the cultural fit a little bit. I, I think that I think the the cultural fit only matters when things aren't going well, and I think in the beginning of the year we saw that. But you just beat Alabama. Now you're seven and two. Uh, I think they're seven and two right now. They only have two losses. I think everyone's like, oh, yeah, this well, this is okay. Like, we can and do this. Listen. Firmly Brian, in control of the SEC West. Yes. And, again, Brian Kelly, we hate him. Bad human. Don't like him. But he is a good football coach. He's a really good football coach. And I hope all the Notre Dame fans for years that were like, Brian Kelly's terrible. We're never going to win uh, anything major with Brian Kelly. I, I hope you can see this. And again, I like Marcus Freeman too, but I hope you see this and being like, "Huh, he can coach. He does know what he's doing." And again, he's playing at a place. He's coaching at a place at LSU that doesn't have restrictions. At Notre Dame, you have restrictions. You have to play by the rules. There ain't no rules down south. Okay, so certainly not Brian Kelly. Can do, Brian Kelly can do whatever the hell he wants. But Down that there. that place was a, a party on Saturday. So uh, shout Dude. out to shout out to Zach and all the DVA tailgating guys. Uh, I know y'all had a great time down there. Uh, uh, I, I'm I'm kind of happy to see it myself. Yeah, Dude, I was coming home. I was at the Houston airport, and I saw an LSU guy. We were in line together. I don't know if you saw that when we pulled out. When you pulled out, when you dropped me out for the airport. Yeah, yeah. There was two LSU guys. One guy was dropping off yeah. the other one. So the one so. Him and so I said something to him, like, hey, you got a party last night, and he's like, oh yeah, we did, 
and then I saw him again in the airport. We were in security together, and he was just talking. He's talking about me. I had my Phillies hat on, and he was like, "Oh, well, I was really rooting for you guys last night." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, so yeah, that, that was." I'm like, th- "Thanks for killing my vibe, man." Uh, <laughs> he's riding high, and uh, but dude, vibes were massive yeah. from from him, and it was just it it was great to see. It really was. It was really great to see. Um, but no, listen, can I also say something else again? Jay hyperbole is amazing in college football. Alabama's not on fire. Okay. Um, the, you know, the, the, the dynasty's over. Oh, because they got two losses. Like Nick Saban's lost is there are literally people that are like Nick Saban's lost his way. And dude, he's probably, he's the greatest college football coach of all time of all time. Of like all time. If this is probably the most down Bama has been and it's still probably going to be a 10-1 season at minimum. They were so. down 3 years ago when they went to a Citrus Bowl, beat up Michigan, and people were saying the same thing and I believe the next year they won a national title. It, it's dumb. So stop. It's stop so it. dumb. This is what every program goes to. Actually, no, no, I shouldn't say that. No program. Their bad year is 10 and 2. Yeah. No one. Hey, no look one. at look at look at A and M right now. It's a bad year for us. We're three and six. So yeah, well that's yeah. you guys have been you guys you guys have been sitting at the nine win benchmark for a while. Eight seven eight nine somewhere in there. Seven so. eight nine. Yeah, ten the one year. Um, but like I just, dude, like every I understand there are a lot of high hopes for this Bama team, but like these things happen. Like it's not the end of the world. Uh, like, listen, they're gonna be towards the top next year. You are a football factory, and the thing is, they can. They are so. They recruit so well that they can be a little more picky than other schools. Yeah. Like it. I think a lot of schools that are trying to get to that threshold are like, hmm, do I take this guy? He might be a problem. But he's going to be really good if we can like, hold, like keep him, keep him under control. Alabama can just say, "Yeah, we don't need him. We got, we need, you know." It's like it's like uh, the three hundred Spartans. No weak, no weakness in the chains. You know, quality over quantity. And they can be choosy. They can be picky. No, they can. I, do I will say the they. Right way. They did look a little more disheveled than usual, especially on that two-point conversion. I mean, mm-hmm. they have guys running off the field late. Uh, it's not something you usually see out of a Nick Saban defense, but uh, they, they've been a little bit more out of sorts this year. Uh, that's not to say that uh, that's going to be something that's going to be a trend for mm-hmm. them. Just It is, a, I feel like, a reason why they haven't been as good, why there have been a few more chinks in the armor this year. Uh, than in perhaps in years past, but again, they're still a very, 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 very good football team. Yeah, and again, some years you're like that. Some years it's I don't know. It just seems like nothing's not in, everything's not in sync. But I, I guarantee you, this isn't going to be the last we're going to hear from Alabama. It's not. No. It's absolutely not. Um, other notable games: um, Houston and SMU, seventy-seven to sixty-three. SMU wins. Uh, yeah, uh, did the over hit? I think so. <laughs> so the over was oh 66. Oh, my God. The, the over was 66. 66. 
SMU broke the yeah. Oh, SMU broke it on their own, and Houston also almost broke it on their own. So they uh, they doubled the over. I'm pretty sure. It's absolutely. Again, I didn't watch this game. I didn't. I, I and usually this is the game that I watched. I watched the tape back on 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 Sunday morning. Uh, I was traveling, so I couldn't do that for the one. But oh my god, come on, Dana, get get something. I mean, granted, SMU didn't play any defense either. But um, man, both these quarterbacks, Tuna, uh, is it Mattica? Mordecai? Mattica, yeah, Mordecai. Mordecai, amazing, just. Just slinging it. This is the, uh, the the biggest barn burner we've ever seen. Um, absolutely amazing. Um, Mississippi State beats Auburn in overtime. Uh, Cadillac Williams uh, as interim head coach. I think he's learning a little bit that uh, being a head coach is a lot different than being a position coach. Um, I do think he's kind of lit a spark in that team, though, to be fair. Yes, absolutely. No, Absolutely. I was just talking about like him with the media because he was just like, I didn't, if I, you know, I don't know about all this. He's like, this is a pretty intimidating room. And Auburn, like, Auburn, Auburn, the uh, one Auburn meeting guy was like, yeah, this is the most less, this is the least intimidating room. Like, look at the people around you. I'm like, dude, you're the Auburn beat writers. You guys are terrible. Your fan base is terrible. Yeah, I think it's a little intimidating, even for Cadillac Williams. But yes, I, I do think Cadillac's going to get a little bit of grace just because of who he is, though. Oh, absolutely. And yes, he is. He's a legacy. He is a legend on that campus. And yes, he's he has lit a fire because all those players look at him like this was the dude. Like this is Auburn football. This guy it lives Auburn football, and we want to be like him. Again, sometimes that doesn't, uh, you know, it equal wins, but it does light a spark under your program. Now, uh, one side lights a spark. The other side is Bizarro World. Okay, listen, <laughs> I, I, I love Mike Leach as a personality. I really do. I love hearing him talk, but he is just losing his mind right now. Like, first, it's all the receivers saying about how they don't use their hands and that they're going to, we're going to evolve into handless creatures like the Tyrannosaurus Rex because we're not using our hand. We're not using hands. And then face puts not, doesn't tell, does not tell an assistant or a GA. No. He himself folds all the chairs down so the receivers have nowhere to sit. Basically saying, you don't deserve to sit down right now. Um, listen, I, I understand his. I understand what he's trying to do. And I don't think we see coaches do that. He wants to motivate his players. This isn't a, I'm not the problem. Look at them. This is a, I want my receivers to be ticked off at me so much that they will play the game the way I want to be played, what, the way I want it to be played. But I also think that that's not how, I believe that's not how players really are anymore. I don't know. I, I just, I love the shtick, but I think the shtick 
with Mike Leach is getting a little old. I think so. Uh, the next game up here, uh, a, a school that we both hold near and dear in our hearts as a bit of hatred for it, uh, the fighting Fallwells at, uh, at Liberty. Uh, neither one of us are a fan of this program, but I'm we have to admit that you freeze. Uh, is doing a good job coaching this team this year. They're uh, they're a last second field goal away at Wake Forest from being undefeated, uh, and I'm very very thankful to the Demon Deacons. Uh, maybe Especially perhaps that. a little bit, yeah, perhaps a little bit of irony there that it's that it's the Demon Deacons who have kept the uh, Liberty Flames out of the uh, out of the undefeated ranks. Yeah, I I just don't. And listen, I don't. The, it, it has nothing to do. We're not going to get too much into it because this is lace. But like, we don't hate Liberty because of the football program. We hate Liberty because of Liberty. Yeah. Am I correct in that statement? And not not uh, the concept of Liberty, the school Liberty. Yeah, the school we, we, Liberty. We, we do oh like no no freedom, no! But, yeah. We freedom. But this is a pro. This is a pro freedom podcast. The problem is Liberty no, isn't a pro Liberty school. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. again, Liberty, Liberty. Does not believe in liberty. It does not. It does not believe. Oh, okay, we gotta stop. We gotta stop before. Yep. 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 Okay. Um. Anyway, and from there Arkansas, we go to Baylor. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas loses to Liberty. Uh, thank God the Demon Deacons won where they did. Uh, especially a Demon De- especially Wake Forest, a team we actually like, kind of root for. I feel like. Yeah, I like Sam Hartman. I like Wake. I like Wake. Yeah, Sam. I like Clawson. I like those guys. Okay, Baylor. Uh, Baylor beats Oklahoma and Norman uh, Gabriel. A little rough coming back, three interceptions. Listen, he just came back, guys. He just came back. It, it, it's not going to be. It... I Oklahoma. I know you're frustrated. I know you're frustrated. Oh, again, Oklahoma fans. Um, you miss Lincoln Riley? Do you miss him? That, Come on, that bastard out west. Oh. You do miss him. I know you do. I know. Listen, listen. I know Oklahoma misses Lincoln Riley. They're sitting there thinking to themselves, what have we done? We pushed We pushed this man out. I know they, they won't take any responsibility. Actually, no, they won't. They wouldn't take responsibility. He left us. Yeah, well, guess what? Maybe you should have treated him better. Um, again, I'm not even a pro-Lincoln Riley guy, but I, I am an anti- I am an anti-toxic fan base guy and Oklahoma gave him a lot of reasons to leave. Uh, so anyway, Baylor gets a big win. Dave Aranda uh, quietly, maybe getting back to the top 25, maybe. And I, I believe that depending on their contest with Texas, uh, Baylor and Texas are kind of right there neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that for that second uh, championship, Big 12 championship spot. And again, I mean, who knows? Maybe TCU goes down before then anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then well, we could really have things thrown into flux, which would be yeah. well, I think a bit wild. Texas, Texas, Texas plays them this week, and I believe Baylor plays them next week. Okay. So, Well, I have a big – I have a take later on that we'll have to talk about for that. Um, and then lastly um, – Pitt beat Syracuse, which uh, I called. Go back, roll back the tape uh, from last week. I said it. I said I hate that Pitt is going to win that football game, and they did. 
and I hate every second of it. Um, actually, I, I hate Syracuse too, but I, I shouldn't say that. I like Dino Babers. I, I'm not a big fan on. I'm not a big fan of Syracuse, but uh, Pitt's beat Syracuse. So, good job, Pitt. Maybe, maybe you'll maybe you'll get to the uh, Monarchy Card Care Bowl this year. Okay, um, let's go into Week Eleven. Week Eleven. Um, this slate is really good and it's it's not games it's not the big time games you're thinking of but there's a lot of interesting matchups here um so on paper if you were to take away the wins and losses you would think eh, is this week really good but um looking at spreads and looking at what's on the line for a lot of these teams I, I think this is going to be a great week in college football. So let's start on Friday with uh, AAC implications for their championship. East Carolina at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a five-point favorite. Um, I like Cincinnati here. I don't know about them covering, though. But I do like Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati is better in the trenches. They have to stop Keaton Mitchell. Have to. Um, if they want to win this game, they got to stop Keaton Mitchell and Ayers. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. This is another one of those ones that I stay away from. Uh, I am going to toss you back to a quick little Wednesday night game, though, because, oh. uh, you know, action is here. Uh, Toledo, Maction Ball State, uh, those are the top two teams in the MAC West. Uh, Toledo is a minus 11.5 point favorite, but, you know, Ball State's playing for a berth at the, in the MAC championship, so. Mm. You know, it could okay. be could be something to keep an eye on. That's Wednesday night action. That is Wednesday night action. Absolutely beautiful. Um, all right, so that's the Friday uh, ECU at Cincinnati. ECU having a great day. Uh, big fan of a like I said, Ayers and Mitchell. Um, I do think Cincinnati beats them. Uh, not sure about that spread though. Um, what a slate we have for Saturday. Uh, LSU at Arkansas for the uh, Golden Boot Trophy, yeah, which that is thing is a weapon. That thing is ginormous. That might be a, that might be my, that might be my TikTok this week. And sharp. Yes, very very sharp actually. Um, Arkansas is a three point dog at home, and I like the Razorbacks here to cover. I'm crazy. I like yeah. Arkansas to cover. I mean, we'll see. I mean, th- that would be pretty. Pretty hilarious if LSU beats Bama just to turn Jay, around and Jay, look at this line. Yeah. This it stinks. This line stinks. The team that just beat Alabama now has to play the team that lost to Liberty. And they're only a three point dog. I, I agree that it seems fishy, but I'm still taking LSU. I'm putting money on Arkansas. All right. I'll put money on Arkansas. Um, Purdue at good. Illinois. I don't know. Nope. No clue. Staying no clue. I have no read. One. I have no read. Purdue hasn't looked that good in the last couple weeks. Illinois is coming off a bad loss against Michigan State. Like, I, I don't – I'm not sure. I'm, I'm really not sure what this one has. Um is Purdue going to come out and sling it all over the yard? Is uh, I have no I have no read on this game at all. I know it's I, it should be fun. 
I will say that I think it's I think it's going to be fun, but I have no read on this one. Um, I really don't. Maryland at Penn State. I know you love the Maryland State flag. Uh, so, so how do you think this uh, one's going to go? So, this opened at thirteen and a half, and we're down to ten and a half today. I don't like it. I really don't like it. Um, I just the scouting report I'm getting from Maryland that Maryland has doesn't have a that Maryland does not have a great defense. Penn State should be able to move the ball, but we've seen Penn State's offense stall at times against mediocre defenses. Um, L also, it, it, listen, Penn State was going up against an Indiana offense that was god awful last week, and they looked like superstars. Uh, listen, Maryland is good offensively. I know Wisconsin kind of shut them, but again, in a wind tunnel, in a, you know, where if Tugavaloa's first game back, now he's going to be a little bit more, he's going to be more comfortable. Uh, if I was not a Penn State fan, I would take Maryland plus 10.5. I think Penn State wins this game, but I think they win it by nine or ten. I I I do, I do not. I think Penn State wins. I think Penn State covers. That's I fair. wish I wish I I wish I was more confident, but I I don't think it's happening. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, it is in Happy Valley though, so I think that helps out a little bit. I think that does. I, I think that does as well. Um, again, last time Maryland, uh, actually, last two times Maryland has beaten Penn State. Once was in 2014. That was the no handshake game. And then they beat them in the COVID year where Penn State was just all distraught. They were, they looked like they had they weren't at meetings all week, which I heard they yeah. weren't. That was really bad. Um, but yeah, and other than that, I think I think the all time is like I want to say it's like 41 to four, the Penn State Maryland quote unquote rivalry. I think Maryland's only beaten them four times in their existence. But anyway, um, I like Penn State to win. I like Maryland to cover 10 and a half. Um, Louisville at Clemson. Clemson is a seven-point favorite at home. Louisville has been playing really good football. So, Jay, I don't know what this game's going to be. I'm staying away. But here's the thing. Is Louisville going to cover this spread and say, hey, we figured it out? Or is Clemson going to soundly beat them and say, go back in your place, we're the top dog? I don't know. I think Louisville covers. Yeah? I do. You I do think Louisville covers. Sprinkle? Sprinkle? I, I, may, I may sprinkle a little money line, too. Ooh, sprinkle. Uh, I would not sprinkle. I would not. I think Clemson wins the I, I, I do think Louisville covers. I'm going to be uh, – I may sprinkle, but that, I'm not super confident on that one. Okay. This isn't like me, uh, LSU, plus 400 last week where I was, like, hammering. I was telling people to hammer it, but, you know. Okay. Um, uh, UCF at Tulane. Uh, by the way – This is where college game day should yep. be. Yep. I'm sick of exactly I'm what I was gonna sick say. of this. Like, why? They've already been to Austin, too. I know. I've already like, been to Austin. Why go to places you haven't been? We talk about it all the time. Go to places you haven't been. How amazing was it that you went to Kansas? Go to Tulane. People App are going State to was show awesome. up. 
abs- yeah, I think their problem with Tulane is that Tulane doesn't have a Tulane has a, doesn't have a big following, but people in New Orleans will show up. And the other thing about it is Tulane, the campus is a little bit tight, right? You're it not going to have as many spots, so it is. That, that's probably logistically too, maybe but. it wouldn't work. But like, you could put it somewhere, put it right outside the stadium, put it in the state. I don't care. I don't, I don't care where yeah. it goes. You could find, find a way to make somewhere. it work. Put it by the aquarium. Put it on Bourbon. Put it on Bourbon Street. Put it in Jackson Square. Do it. Put it in Jackson Square. Put it by the Mississippi River. I don't know. Just put it somewhere. Like, people will show up. You're in New Orleans. People will show up. I, I just, it just, it, it, they're getting, and this is a college game day take, which I didn't want to happen, but college game day is getting, Getting away from their original fan base. They're trying to make it for everybody. They're trying to appeal it to casual fans. When casual fans don't care, they do not care. So, I don't know. Yeah. That's my two cents. Um, I don't know. I, I, I want to say I like Tulane minus two. It's tough. That's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I'm probably not going to bet that one. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. What's UCF's record right now? They're six seven, and two, but seven, seven and two. two. They're seven and two with losses to ECU and Louisville. Tulane, on the other hand, has lost one to loss to Southern, Southern Miss. Miss. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of a weird one. Battle for the Bell. But they have that win over Kansas State. They do, and they have a win over Houston. But Houston, Houston looked all disconjointed, and I believe Tulane beat Houston with backups, with a backup with like a third string quarterback. I don't know. And also, the last three games for Tulane. Do you see the last three games for Tulane right now? Listen to this gauntlet: UCF, SMU, and Cincinnati. Tough. That's really tough. Um, I hope it works out for Tulane, but I don't. I, they're going to lose something in that stretch. It might be this weekend. I don't know. Um, let's go to Iowa. Let's go to Iowa City. Iowa, Iowa is a one and a half point dog against Wisconsin. Mm. Actually, like what I like Iowa here, coming off that big win against Purdue. I think they've. Uh... You know, it's going to be a, a low-scoring game, but I, I actually think I was going to going to win this at home. One and a half point dog at home. And Wisconsin's five and four. I was five and four. You know what? I think I like Iowa too. I think I do. I think Iowa's defense, I, I don't like Wisconsin's offense at all. I think Wisconsin's offense plays right in the hands of Iowa's defense. If Iowa's offense can just get something accomplished, I, I think they have a shot here. I think that they're an underdog at home because of everyone knowing Maryland's offense is decent and Wisconsin giving it to them. So I tell you what, I think I do like the Hawkeyes here. I think I like yeah. the Hawkeyes. Uh, Miami at Georgia Tech. Uh, 
Uh, I talked about Georgia Tech earlier. They've got a chance to get to bowl eligibility. You see that line? Yeah. Georgia Tech minus one. Miami. What has I happened? Gonna, I think I'm going to take it. You're going to take it's, Georgia Tech? Give me. That, that is a game that is speaking to me. Oh my God! I love Georgia that. Tech. I love Georgia that. Tech's four and five. What's Miami? It's kind of a sickos game of the week contender, I think. Oh my God! This game's speaking to me. Take Georgia Tech, people. Listen, 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 listen. This is this is. I don't know if anyone else calls it this, but this is a betting. This is a helmet game for betters. This is a helmet game. Okay, all the casuals who don't watch college football, are taking Miami. They're all taking Miami. Okay? You take Georgia Tech in this. Take Georgia Tech. Uh, it's Like I said, it's speaking to me. Everything everything on paper, everything on paper says you take Miami. No. Take Georgia Tech. Take Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is looked at as a, as a, I don't, uh, they looked they're looked at as beneath everyone else in the ACC in a conference that is beneath the rest of the Power Five. Take Georgia Tech, and it's going to be absolutely, absolutely embarrassing for those Miami people, which are casuals in themselves. So Georgia Tech, Yellow Jackets. Uh, App State at Marshall. Uh, Love this game. Very, very fun, very fun Sunbelt matchup. I have a feeling there's going to be a little bit of a budding rivalry there in Appalachia. Uh, I like App State. I like App State too. I like App State too. I'm not going to bet this game though, but I do like App State. If if you're if you want another if you want another game to bet on this week, um, and you're not sure and you don't have this one yet, I would bet App State in Huntington. Um, uh, Washington at Oregon. Uh, Washington coming off a, a big win against Oregon State. That was a ranked program they knocked off yep, there. Huge one. Uh, the Huskies, I mean, they're still a solid team. They are good. Uh, solid. You know, they they got ranked maybe a little bit prematurely whenever they beat Michigan State pretty handily. Uh, obviously, Michigan State isn't the team that we thought they were. But they're still a solid team. I think they cover against Oregon. I think Oregon blows them out. I do. I think Oregon blows uh, again, that's just again my thoughts. I think Oregon does. I think Oregon's really finding their stride. I think Washington. I think Washington is struggling a little defensively, um, and I think that kind of plays right into Oregon. Um, I, I like Ducks here. I like Ducks big. I I do like. Uh, I love seeing the success for Bo Nix this year. Oh my God! It's absolutely great. After all, uh, again, all, all of these people, Bo Nix is trash. Bo Nix is this. Bo, dude, he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Is he a Heisman guy? No, he might be uh, sneaking his way to New York. But again, he, he's he's a good he's a good solid quarterback that a lot of teams would love to have. Listen, Huskies are seven and two right now. And you're telling me they're they're a thirteen and a half favorite or sorry thirteen and a half underdog against Oregon? That tells me Oregon, big. I like Oregon big there. Um, Kansas State at Baylor. Okay. This 
is where the Big 12 this week, the Big 12 this week is going to go into chaos. I'm saying it right now. The big, these three games we're going to talk about, Jay, we're going to talk about them all in an order. Okay. The Big 12 is going to go into chaos because Baylor is going to beat Kansas State. Texas Tech is going to beat Kansas. And Texas is going to beat TCU. And Texas is going to cover minus seven against TCU. Baylor is going to cover against Kansas State. Tech. I'm not, that's the one I'm not sure about, but I would say yeah. Tech beats Kansas. I don't know. I, if I agree with you on all of them except the all of them except the Texas Tech is the one that I'm a little bit iffy about. Uh, I do think Texas beats TCU. I think Baylor beats Kansas State. I don't know about Texas. I just don't trust Texas Tech. Uh, that game being in Lubbock does make it a little bit worrisome, but I, I just I, I don't trust them just yet. That's the one I said I wasn't sure about. Right. Oh. As I was saying, I just I don't know that they win that game. Texas Tech. Oh, oh, okay. So that's the one you're not sure about. Okay. But, like, let's look here. Texas. Texas only has one loss, right? No, they have. They have, they have. Uh, two. They have uh, the loss to. Uh, Bama. Bama and Oklahoma Bama. State. Bama and Oklahoma State. Oh, wait, uh, they did. They lost. They lost to. Uh, they, they, they lost, lost to Tech in Lubbock. They lost to Tech. They lost the tech. So, so what are they six and three? Six and three. Yeah, six and three. Baylor six and three. Kansas State six and three. Kansas six and three. God, this is gonna set up for Texas making that championship game, isn't it? <laughs> Not with three losses. No. Oh no, it's gonna be TC wait, do they have a do they have a championship game for the Big Twelve? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Oh, I thought you said national championship. I was no, like, no, 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 the Big Twelve championship. I, I think there's there's a very good chance that Texas finds their it's way gonna to the Big championship. It's going to be TCU, and then this this might be this might be the rematch. We we might be seeing this game again. Yeah, we might be seeing uh, this game again. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun fun Saturday in the Big Twelve for Absolutely. sure. Um, North Carolina at Wake Forest. Wake Forest is favored by three and a half. Uh, take the Demon Deacons. Don't know what the uh, over is. Take the over too, though. Ooh. Want me to check the over? We should probably check the over. I have a feeling it's going to be high. Uh, uh, I would say. 76 and a half. I also say it is. <laughs> that's a lot of points. Oh, that's a lot I'm of a points. I got to take that cheese. Oh, man. It wants us to take I'm it. Taking it. I'm, I'm taking, taking it. I'm taking the cheese. I'm taking the cheese, too. I'm taking it. I'm taking the cheese. Absolutely taking the cheese. Um. Florida State at Syracuse. Syracuse, seven-point dog. After their start is a seven-point dog against Florida State. I, I, Florida State, I think, wins in the Dome. I think people have figured out Syracuse. Yeah. Um, I think they've just kind of solved the puzzle. And, and Schrader's been banged up, so that doesn't help yeah, either. That also doesn't help. But uh, Plus, Syracuse, with when a team doesn't have a lot of depth, again, Teams don't fall apart at the end of the year, okay? But I do think teams get banged up, and I do think that teams that don't have a lot of depth are not playing at their full level at, towards the end of the year. God. I don't know. Does that, does that constitute falling apart? 
I don't think it necessarily constitutes falling apart, but you know, some people would disagree with that definition. I know, but man, Florida State just kicked the ever-loving shit out of Miami. That's kind of nice to watch. Forty-five-three. Listen, I don't like Florida State, but that was kind of nice to watch. The U needs to be the U needs to be humbled, especially that. Listen, the U had guys coming back, like the U. I said in a Twitter Spaces that. Miami should go nine and three, and they yelled at me. How dare you? How dare I say Miami's going to go nine and three? They should ten wins at least. Okay, boys. Okay, and, uh, I was wrong, but they weren't right. So, <laughs> um, and lastly, A uh, and M's a two point dog going to Jordan Hare. I don't know. I just, I mean. Wegman's going to be back, so that's nice. I think that helps the offense a lot. That is nice. Uh, I think AM would have been a lot more competitive against Florida if Wegman was in. Uh, if Donovan Green was there. I mean, but AM had a lot of people out. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see if the wheels came off or if they're able to kind of rally. Uh, they need this yeah. one to get to bowl eligibility. They have to win. Uh, obviously, the, the big ask is going to be LSU at the end of the season uh, to get bowl eligible, which I don't think that's going to happen, but. Uh, I think this is a you. You really need to win this game uh, to keep things from really falling apart. But Auburn's favored for a reason. Uh, Cadillac Williams has a spark there going in Auburn, and A&M has to go on the road. So uh, we'll see what happens here. I think A&M can win this. I just I, I'm I'm battered and broken and beaten right now in my Aggie spirit. I don't know, man. It's College football, man, it uh, it rips your heart out. Yeah. Like, it, it's sad. And I know, I know we're crazy people, okay. But like, your mood, our mood, a college football fan's mood, does depend on how well the team is doing. Yeah. And that's sad. I I do feel like I do a pretty good job of managing it. Yeah, uh, for oh, the most I think part. so. You were very, but, uh, you were very pleasant when I was down there. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think pleasant. it was nice. I was just getting to show somebody Aggie Land. I was like, uh, I know, you know, exactly. we're, we are a cult, but we're still a pretty cool place. <laughs> it is cultural exchange, baby. Cultural exchange. Emphasis um, on cult. I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I hope A and M wins. I think, I think Auburn has that spark right now, but I don't think people realize in in the betting community how many guys A&M had out. Um, so I, I don't know. I just think A&M's def- if A&M's defense is healthy and comes to play, I think they'll shut down Auburn. Yeah. Uh, and ho- hopefully no no bad targeting calls uh, where you know, I think somebody decides to <laughs> – Yeah, yeah. Not actually, but that was the, the joke we were making in the stadium yeah. because the receiver did lower his helmet. Uh, and led with the crown, but oh, yeah, and unfortunately, Jalen Jones uh, made a decision to hit him when he probably shouldn't have. Shouldn't have. Should have just walked. But uh, but the good news is, I mean, he's that was first half, so he's back second half. He's back. Good, 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 good. Um, well, that is another episode in the books. Everyone have a wonderful week, and be, let's. Remember, uh, we release this episode every Tuesday. Follow us on social media at CFB Jake. Uh, follow Jay Arnold on Twitter. He has a nice, lovely blue check mark for now. Um, and not then, for long. Not for long. 
Uh, follow us on Instagram at Get Back Coach and our Twitter account at GB Coach. From all of us, thank you for listening. And as always, have a great week. <laughs>